Welcome to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. This is your podcast for all things hockey. On this podcast, we talk about past history to the modern day and what you can do to grow the sport. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. Welcome in, everyone. This is episode 117 of the Adam Austin Hockey Podcast. And I am just glad to be back with you today. Um, so today we are talking about Adam Johnson. Uh, we'll get into player safety. We will get into the scores, Joe Thornton retiring, and the Heritage Classic. Or maybe I'll save that one for the bonus episode. But... Uh, I do want to begin with Adam Johnson and uh, his uh, tragic uh, passing away. He was a former Pittsburgh Penguin, and he was, and then he uh, went and played for the elite um, organization in the UK. And there was a freak accident that happened. A player uh, slid into his neck, and and with freshly sharpened uh, skates. Um, he bled out through his neck. Now, we've had a, a, a similar situations before. There was a high school kid that died, um, I think, um, this year or maybe, but it was actually in this decade. I know that. And 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 then there was the freak situation in uh, Buffalo where, uh, I don't know if it was Hasek or uh, whoever, or maybe it was... Uh, a rookie goalie that I have that's uh, nameless and faceless of of you know that situation, but um, but that was also really scary. And I was thinking like, and, and uh, someone mentioned this um, uh, either on it was either on X Channel or Johnny Hawk E um, mentioned it, or somewhat YouTuber mentioned it, and suggested that we needed uh, neck guards, maybe. Um, I've never wore a neck guard. Not in high school, not in college, not in, certainly not in peewee. I've never, um, never held it. Or I was not, um, it was not on my neck. No neck guard for, for yours truly. Uh, and and it's still crazy to think about because, um, you know this is not expected. You this is it's so rare to happen to fall and just have these circumstances go the way they did. Of course, um, you know with in Johnson's case, you know he played with the Penguins as well. He got to be, you know, he did so much to live out his dreams. And what we should take from him is that, you know, you know, he went over to another country to go play. And I, and I'm not talking about just crossing the border between the US and Canada. I'm talking about flying to a different country with your gear and and going in to play at, you know, professional hockey in Europe is still quite an accomplishment, you know, and Hunter Miska plays in Germany too. And, 
And some of these teams can certainly can can compete with NHL teams. So he managed to play professional hockey and he was willing to go to a different country or to a different continent and just go play. And and that's honorable too. He he stuck it out, he did what he needed to do. He busted his butt to make it to the NHL in the first place, and then he just goes over to the UK to make salary. That's that that's honorable, you know? And and no one can take that away from him. And 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 I do think that we need, you know, to just remember that and and that you can still go after the, your dreams no matter what. I mean, it I mean like most of us will never play in the NHL or even really professional hockey. If you make it to the ECHL, consider yourself elite. Okay? Just consider yourself elite. Um, in that, in that case, if you make it there, you're definitely elite. And if you've played, you know, at least one good solid shift in the ACHA, um, uh, well, you know, you're a good player at least, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take that as, as yours truly, um, as well, that yours truly is a good player. Okay. Um, so there's that. Uh, in the case of Adam Johnson, I will um, leave a um, donation link on this episode. I'll, I'll leave it there, and you can um, donate to him uh, if you'd like. So uh, just just uh, keep that no- uh, noted. So I think there's um, I think it might be GoFundMe or or Give Send Go or whatever we're using now. So just uh, keep an eye out for the link. I'll, I'll label that. Um, okay, in terms of reti- um, f- people, um, all right, sticking, going back to it, uh, Joe Thornton has officially retired. I think it was obvious that it was coming, and I think it just didn't come soon enough. He had played 24 years in the NHL, and... And it's a shame that he never got to hoist the Stanley Cup. He was an excellent player. He was amazing with the San Jose Sharks. And um, and now that uh, he has retired, you know, it, he, he looks older than my father. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He's got gray hair. He And he was one of the last players to not wear a face shield um, when playing the game. And I think that is... Uh, you know, he's definitely has that legacy on him as well. Uh, Chara was also one of the last players to not really wear a face shield. But there's no memory of me wearing, uh, seeing him wear a face shield as well. And and I do think, and, and sticking to the topic of player safety, I think that any one player that is coming up or... Now has to wear a face shield at least. Now the grandfather clause. There might be um, some, a couple players left that don't wear a face shield. Let's get rid of the grandfather clause on this and just go to player safety. And everyone has to wear at least half shield, half a face shield um, when playing this game. At least. Now I think the. now, I think if you also want to wear, you know, a fully um, plastic um, 
or hard plastic see-through helmet go right ahead. Um, and that should also be considered because some of these kids come out of college and they're so used to it and, and to deviate from that might be a bit difficult at first. But uh, I think that uh, we need, you, we can't have these grandfather clause, clauses in there. Do we need neck, um, going back to the neck guards, I don't think we'll necessarily need them. Um, certainly not for the goalies, at least in this era, but um, because of that um, situation, because there's at least a neck, uh, there's part of the goalie mass covers your neck when facing shots, or at least the front part does. Um, and and I think there are still neck guards that some goalies wear as well, so goalies are fine um, in terms of that situation. Um, and when the uh, Dominic, or when the uh, Buffalo Sabres situation happened back in the uh, either 80s, back in the, uh, I think it was the late 80s when that happened, um, I we did not have those weird um, cage helmets uh, that looked like they belonged in the scrapyard as well. And then then the neck guards came and that hard plastic thing you see on some goaltenders' uh, masks, you know, started to become a thing as well. So, so that just eventually would become more prominent in the NHL. To your scores, my Washington Capitals uh, keep the San Jose Sharks um, winless in this NHL season. They defeat them 3-1. to one. There was no need to go to overtime for this one. In the great city of Buffalo, the Sabres beat up on the Avalanche 4 to nothing. In New Jersey, the Wild tried to stage a comeback, but they uh, came up short 4-3. to three is your final score in Newark. And the Heritage Classic, um, Evander Kane gets the empty netter, and and the Oilers win 5-2. to two. And um, let's begin with this. Um, I think... Um, I think the, uh, the good Heritage Classic, or really outdoor games, is just... It's always amazing. And to see this just come to life, it's always a blessing. Commonwealth uh, Stadium is um, the equivalent to an NFL stadium in Alberta. And it's in Edmonton, or it's at least near Edmonton, where they would have had. So they technically have the home ice advantage, even though Alberta is just, you know... It's a different, it's a providence. It's not like the states down here, but but give it credit. Um, Oilers get the dub in this. And, and I think McDavid playing in this was very important to see. Um, the, the entire thing with this is that, you know, the Oilers were off to a rocky start. I don't think this game really indicates... Um, either way, which way they're really going to go at this point. But I think uh, the Oilers might be starting to pick it up because one of their 
um, you know, their bottom six got a point, even though it was on an empty netter, you know, it's fine. You know, their bottom six uh, forwards got a point, you know, it's fine. Even though it took an empty net goal and eight, eight or so games to get there, we were here. So, you know, you know, maybe they're going to turn things around, but I am still very disappointed in the Edmonton Oilers uh, performance. Um, San Jose, uh, really disappointed in them. And, and, and this is coming from a Washington Capitals fan. They couldn't even, they've got one point, okay? You, you know, you get points playing, you know, maybe they should be playing Pac-Man because that's the only way they can even get points at this at this point. And, I, and how many times have I said the word point in these sentences? <sighs> okay, but here's here's the thing, is that, is that the San Jose Sharks apparently must be missing Joe Thornton at this point because, because they can't be performing this poorly. I am sorry. It, this doesn't make any sense. You know, and, and they were up one nothing, and, and then like in the last 15 minutes, they give up three goals. And it's like, how do you guys collapse at this point? This is, for, for anyone in the, in the Bay Area... Um, I am sorry for you, uh, as well. I'm just, I am definitely sorry about this. And, and, and it doesn't really add up. I am, I'm terribly sorry about that. Um, and, and I'll get to more of the, uh, sharks as well on, um, as a part of the, uh, bonus episode. And we'll talk McDavid, um, a little later or later in the week. Um, the the Washington Capitals are definitely coming back to it. I've got to admit that they are. They're doing okay at this point. Will they go to the playoffs? I'm still going to have to put them in the no column. I think they'll at least have a decent season this year. Um, and Ovi's uh, coming back as well, even though he he only has two goals on the season, if he get if he can get to thirty five, I think I th- you know he'll put himself in in a decent position to at least break Gretzky's record. Okay, we can do. I, I'll be fine waiting another three years if it takes that long. Okay, to actually see him climb the mountain, and it's a shame because you know we missed the lockout season. We we lost part of the 2019-2020 season. And had he been born three weeks earlier, he would have had a full season under his belt, and and we he probably would have already beaten it by now. And also with that lockout season, you're still technically in the stand-up era of goaltending, and that also and you take a look at his really first highlights, his first goals. He was dominating the stand-up era, and very few uh, could even contend with that at the time. So and and eventually they figure him out as well and they they're able to uh, shut him down. And 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 there's very few players that really were able to do what he did. You know, in the playoff dominance and that goal sliding on his back and getting it past the goaltender of the Coyotes and Gretzky looking up um at the scoreboard and or the Jumbotron is like what did I just witness? 
too. And, and he w- would be the one, and if there was anyone that would ever be the one to do it, it would be Ovi. Now, now I think the Washington can't, now I've said this before, I don't think the Washington Capitals are going to get another Stanley Cup uh, in the era of Ovechkin. And, and, and I'll be happy to be proven wrong on that, and he gets a last dance chance, and they defeat the Penguins or something, and they go and play Colorado, and they beat the Avalanche or something. If that happens, you know, fine. I'll, you know, I'll be the first to admit my own faults on this podcast. So there's that. Uh, we've got that. Um, a little bit of a deviation. I think the Rangers are definitely um, surprising me a bit. They are 6-2-0 at this point. They have won 75% of the games. Their Lincoln Tunnel rival, the Devils, are also doing pretty well. Um, I think that uh, Panera Bread is going to be, uh, is definitely up, is is up there. I'm not sure if he's an MVP candidate at this point, but there is that issue, and Fox is working uh, pretty well there. And Shesterkin, it really um, or Jonathan Quick now um, is ju- you know was really surprising in that Kraken game. So I think they're going to be all right at this point. And Jonathan Quick, maybe he gets another cup um, at this point. A- and I would love it too. Um, in the days of Marcel Dion and and then Degrassi and just getting these older guys, th- these veteran players, they the only. They only the Rangers only had one successful run with that, and that was Messier. And then you had this rookie by the name of Alex Kovalev as well, who got the cup as well, and was not quite a Hall of Famer, but he was a really good player as well. You had Leach um, and Graves on that team, and you had you know these veterans and these newer players just really going at it. And I think you know that's another thing um, as well. You know, Panarin, Fox, there. You know, all these guys as well. And who could forget Mika Zibanejad as well. I think the Rangers are are going to do well. And I'm not just saying that because they went out west. You know, you know, the Canucks beat up on the Oilers, but the Rangers were able to come out on top of the Canucks. And they beat... And they were able to do well against the Kraken. Now the Kraken shouldn't are might be statistically better than they are um, when they're actually out on the ice. So, so that's also a different factor as well. Um, coming to it, uh, Mark Andre Fleury of the Wild. Uh, I've got to admit he's he's definitely getting up there, and I think this is going to be his last year um, in this. So there's that. I I really want um, to see, you know, he he maybe he should have had more Stanley Cups, um, and maybe he should have won the Cup in 08, and the Red Wings with Lidstrom just were too much for him, and you know, you know maybe he should he should have had more cups, and and you know, in playing in five Stanley Cup Finals is not easy, believe me, you know it's not. Had he won the one in 08 and then won it again in 09, that would have been, you know, amazing 
at the time, then like 10 years later after the Red Wings uh, little dynasty, there's that. And then they do it again in 1617. And depending on what would have happened for the 2018 season, had there not been an expansion, Penguins probably won three in a row at that point uh, as well. And he just wins all five of them. And, and there's the dominance there. I want to see the the New York Islanders perform better. They they're off to a little bit. They have their struggles as well right now, but there's that. Um, to the standings as well, um, and of course, my internet, my VPN changer does not treat me right, but um, the Panthers. I've not been watching a lot of the Panthers. And I'm not sure why that is at this point. It's just more of timing. They are off to a decent start. They're 4-3-0. Um, so, but some teams have played eight games at this point. Others are at seven. Some are at nine. So we have to just hold up and wait a while. Uh, Detroit really was, is probably the one team that I think is going to make the playoffs at this point, um, is, well, the one wildcard team currently in position. Uh, I think Detroit is ready to get back to the days of Lidstrom, of Datsuk, and um, and even Chris Osgood. Those days, they'll, they're definitely building that core at this point uh, with Larkin. So good on them. Uh, Lightning are uh, have lost... Their edge, uh, Stamkos is getting up there in age. Uh, Vazzy, uh, Vasilevsky, um, I think they're not, I think uh, shooters, wingers are starting to figure him out. And Nick Paul can only be do uh, so much Nick Paul things. And Kucherov could only do things that Kucherov can do. There's only so much they can do at this point. So there's that. I think the standings are a bit surprising. I thought, um, I think, you know, Chicago is doing about as well as I thought they'd do um, with Bedsy, uh, Connor Bedard. And, and it's a shame that, you know, it, it's not a shame at all. Uh, I think, you know, it is going to be a while for Chicago to like rebuild and like just really be that dominant force that they were in the 2010s if they are going to be that. But I think they'll get at least one ring in this decade. So we've got that. So I will cover more on the Heritage Classic and the San Jose Sharks in the bonus episode. So check that out. Also, uh, if you want to support me, check out the links below. And, And if you can donate to Adam Johnson's family, please do so. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day.